back to the podcast. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. All that stuff. Um, no guest again this week. I'm just trying something new, seeing how this goes uh, sometimes. Uh, also, you know, scheduling is not the easiest and um, you don't give a shit. <laughs> anyway, no guest this week. Um, so I'm going to talk about something that uh, I've been involved with for, for quite some time and uh, almost like an experiment. Um, <clears throat> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through uh, MAPS, which is the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. And uh, I'm going to try to experiment by going through because I, you know, I don't just want to blather on about it. I could talk a lot about it, but I spent a lot of time working on a... Um, an article for the bulletin, for the MAPS bulletin a few years back. And and I think what I'm going to do is kind of uh, go through that because it was fairly well thought out and um, comment on it a little bit if I have updates. But, um, yeah, so anyway, here goes. We'll see how this goes. So uh, I want to talk about the synergy of medicine, science, and public benefit in the context of MAPS. Uh, if you don't know what MAPS is, go to maps M-A-P-S, dot org, and you can find out all about it. It's an incredible nonprofit organization, and uh, I'm on the board of directors for the Public Benefit Corporation associated with MAPS, and uh, we're going to be, you know, uh, bringing through, uh, MAPS will be bringing through the FDA process and, and the health authority process, uh, MDMA, assisted psychotherapy, uh, to treat PTSD. And it's, uh, it's pretty incredible. So, uh, a lot of people a lot smarter than me can explain the, uh, the science and the studies in much more depth. But, um, I think at a high level, um, I think it's really interesting to think about. So I'm going to tell you about it. Um, so this is from my article, uh, the synergy of medicine, science and public benefit, and uh, so here we go. So as far as we know, we've never had the internet before. So this is the first time in human history that information can reach so many so fast. In the fast-paced information economy of the 21st century, the MAPS Public Benefit Corporation, a wholly owned subsidiary of the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, MAPS, will need to consider the social responsibility of being a nonprofit pharmaceutical company. With education and healing as a mission and the economic leverage that will come with making psychedelics and marijuana into legal medicines, we have an enormous opportunity with vast potential. First, a little bit how I arrived at this perspective. I've worked in regulatory operations and efficiency, uh, not, the science, not the scientific departments of research and development, uh, R&D, in the pharmaceutical industry for more than 20 years. Um, Hurts to say that because it means I'm getting really old, but, uh, you know, I started around 1996 and, and since then I've found an incredible career path, which, you know, ultimately led me to maps. 
Uh, I can't help but be grateful for that. I, I can't even begin to mention the many brilliant people I've had the privilege to work with uh, and to get to know in the pharmaceutical industry. And it's pretty incredible, simply incredible. Um, the mission, the science, and the drive are astounding. And, and it makes me really proud of a career that I didn't plan. Uh, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> um, so there's a tremendous amount of work, careful consideration, broad experimentation, and fascinating science at work in the creation of legal therapeutic products that heal and cure. Um, it takes years, millions of dollars, and uncountable hours to generate the amazing medical breakthroughs that we enjoy and will enjoy. Um, the companies that have created the currently available medicines that have put their reputations on the line and worked tirelessly to bring them into the world, the incentives to do so are multifaceted, obviously, certainly, there are profits, salaries, and perks for salespeople and executives of those companies. And, you know, the private jets, the company retreats, bonuses, things like that. Those things are real. They're true. But uh, but the mission is always clear. I'm, you know, make medicines to help patients using rigorous science. You know, I mean, that's pretty much the bottom line. So, so with that as a context, let's try a thought experiment. What if when pharmaceutical companies found products that help people or cure diseases, uh, they made them as available as possible. So what if they made them available to the whole world and not just a particular country? Um, it would be like providing clean water, food, and access to information. Obviously, they have to be tested. They have to, you know, the science has to be there and everything. But, uh, you know, kind of is the incentive still in the right place? Um, it's only a matter of time before the basic needs are met everywhere and we can really get to the business of being the best curators of the planet and its inhabitants that we can be. Um, I'd like to certainly think we, we could do that. Um, you know, is it just politics and, and, and things like that that keep us from being able to distribute things wider? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, you know... Obviously, we've seen what happens with the pandemic. And uh, it's interesting, the reaction of the entire planet to a, a threat like this. Um, <clears throat> interesting how it's different in different spots. It's very strange. Um, anyway, so right now we're on, we're on the verge of a new paradigm in pharmaceutical development, at least for mental health treatments, where benefit corporations, this one, MAPS, public benefit. In addition to for-profit corporations, um, they have the ability to get these products out into the world. Uh, the MAPS Public Benefit Corporation manifests how that, how that comes to be. That will only impact the people who suffer from PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, or It will not only help them, but it will also have a ripple effect on the industry as a whole. The income generated from the training of therapists uh, in MAPS therapeutic protocol, along with income from the sales of MDMA after FDA approval, um, this will increase MAPS' ability to continue to fund more research. Now, this is the case for pharmaceutical development as well. Um, the recoup and reinvestment into R&D after they get approval, you know, you have an exclusive period where you can, you know, make money on it, recoup your investment. In the current paradigm, most companies across multiple industries reinvest, you know, a percentage, a small percentage of their funds back into R&D, uh, you know, 
pharmaceutical companies are near the top of R&D reinvestment, actually. Um, the, the MAPS Public Benefit Corp will be putting you know, almost 100% of its income back into research. That's an incredible shift, you know, um, where like 20, 28%, 25% is, is a high return into R&D. When you're closer to 100, I mean, that's an amazing shift. Um, so in addition to the investment of funds and Another huge difference uh, between the for-profit model and the benefit corporation model is the transparency with which research is conducted. So you have a zero-sum game in the current model. It's, it's a race to maximize profit because of the short window of marketing exclusivity where you know five to seven years, depending on the product, you have that time to recoup the millions or billions of dollars that went into R&D. And once that exclusive period ends, the drug becomes can go generic. Other people can sell it. The prices change, and other companies manufacture it. The original patent holder, while they can still sell their product, is no longer the only game in town. And so, what if the pharmaceutical industry kind of went full open source, full Tesla, and just like open sourced everything? Um, when I originally wrote this, I think a lot of um, a lot of the patents and things for for Tesla were just open source, like, yeah, go, go make it. I don't know if they're still doing that. Um, but either way, this open source model, um, of once we as a human race really figure things out, uh, we could get more minds on the problem, you know? Um, and then I quote Elon Musk here, technology leadership is not defined by patents, which history has repeatedly shown to be small protection indeed against a determined competitor but rather by the ability of the company to attract and motivate the world's most talented engineers. We believe that applying the open source philosophy to our patents will strengthen rather than diminish Tesla's position in this regard. So it's kind of in the ethos there. It's really interesting, right? Um, we'll see how that plays out. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, so anyway, full, full transparency doesn't mean that suddenly hundreds of competitors would show up but it does mean that barriers to information would go away. We've already seen what can happen when great minds come together on open source projects. For example, uh, there's this thing called the Polymath Projects. Uh, you can look it up at polymathsprojects.org. Um, they seek to solve math problems through crowdsourcing answers and bringing the mathematical minds of the world together without kind of international limits. So crowdsource and create a realm of shared knowledge. So working together and merging our vast collective experience can lead to fascinating, unexpected, and often faster results. So back to the thought experiment. I'm proposing that the companies create things for free, but I'm not proposing that they create things for free, but rather um, create them for a different reason, to create them because they need to be created and put them into the world because the world needs them, not to recoup the investment, not to generate profits, but to create benefits for the human race. The question that I've wondered about since I found out about public benefit corporations in general is, shouldn't all pharmaceutical companies become public benefit corporations? Isn't that the right thing to do? The, the benefit corporation model both enables companies to recoup their investment, to continue to invest in R&D, and to find new and better treatments for improving patients' lives, but all while being held accountable to creating a better world. Now, I don't know. Maybe that's too utopian. Maybe we have to have shareholder investment, regular companies driving and innovating. Maybe that's the only way to do it. I don't know. I really don't know. All I know is as long as the ethics and the 
mindset of a company are in the right spot, you know, it, it, it can go well and it can do well and it's okay if it makes money and it's okay if it does the right thing. Um, that's more important. It's not the model. It's not capitalism. It's, it's mindset. Anyway. Um, so of course, for-profit companies also put good things into the world. They donate millions. This is what I was getting to is, you know, they donate millions of dollars every year through philanthropic, uh, philanthropic endeavors. Um, some companies match when employees donate nonprofits every year. Um, they participate in their community. They, they, sponsor investigative research for rare and unique patient populations and, and rare disease. Ultimately, they have a fiduciary responsibility to the owners or shareholders. So a pharmaceutical company could be considered a failure or even completely dissolve if their profits aren't what they expected. I mean, any company can when, when infinite growth is the target, right? Um, or if a clinical trial result is less significant than predicted, or if their R&D spending is too high compared to their operating costs. Like these financial checks and balances in for-profit corporations, unfortunately are not primarily intended to create the most benefit for the most patients that even though that could be the, the mission, um, sometimes really hard decisions are made on whether to do things. And that's the same in ed- any business, really. It's not just pharmaceuticals, but when it's life and death and illness, it, it becomes different. Um, so this thought experiment is simple and extremely aspirational, I know. Um, it applies off across everything we do, not just drug development. Can we do things better? Can we do things different? Can we do things for different reasons than we do under our inherited paradigm of how and why business works the way it does? We're born into this system, but we don't have to keep it if it no longer applies, right? Anyway, the, the, the MAPS Public Benefit Corporation will set a new precedent and continue the mission set forth in 1986 by MAPS to change the paradigm of how medicine gets studied, discovered, and distributed in our culture. These are collective funds in the hands of the global scientific community attempting to solve problems for the human species. Yeah. Anyway, so that, that was my essay from a few years back, uh, published in the MAPS um, Spring Bulletin. And um, I just find it fascinating that um, that it exists and that we are in a position to really change the way this stuff works. And um, change people's lives so significantly uh, in such a different way. So I guess if you know anybody who suffers from PTSD, uh, I would recommend going to maps.org and take a look. Um, you know, there's, there's just incredible work being sort of rediscovered. Um, and this has been in the news. This is, you know, mainstream information, but, but I've been really close to it for a long time and, uh, boy, it's just, it's just incredible. So anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. Go check it out. It's very interesting. And I, I think most people's lives these days, uh, have been touched by PTSD complication. Uh, obviously the pandemic, uh, so many people have lost loved ones this year. Um, 
So, you know, on, on, on a positive note, on the bright side, like there is so much hope with this work. There is so much hope with this work. And uh, I really hope you check it out. I really hope this was uh, useful. And um, we'll be back with a guest next week, I think. I like guests, too. I like chatting with people. But, um, yeah, I appreciate you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy this, uh, let somebody know. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Be well, be safe. And uh, see you next time. Never made